Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking This Week in Money News. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Yowzers, it has certainly been a week in money news. Um, This is a podcast, I was going to say segment, but this is actually not a radio station. Uh, This is a podcast that I want to start doing at least once a month where I kind of recap different things that are going on in money news, things that kind of grab me during the week. And, you know, this week it feels like um, stimulus overload. You know, first we had the Equifax breach, we had the hurricanes, um, you know, we've got the new iPhone coming out, we've got so many different things coming at us this week that it feels, I feel a little tired from this week. I don't know about you, but I I definitely feel... Um, a little exhausted and like I'm actually really ready for the weekend and that's good because it's Friday so that means the weekend is coming super super fast. So 
let's start out with the iPhone. Um, If you've been living under a rock lately, in case you don't know, the new iPhone 8 is coming out on the 22nd, I believe, of September. And it is making news everywhere. Of course, every new iPhone, every new gadget that comes out from Apple you know, always seems to, uh, you know, make a big impact. It's Apple, quite frankly, is one of the reasons why the Dow Jones uh, industrial average is still skyrocketing. I mean, if you've checked the Apple stock lately, it is crazy. It is through the roof. You know, if you bought Apple stock 10 years ago, you're probably sitting pretty, very, very pretty right now. Um, may not be the best time to jump in and buy Apple stock. Usually when stock's kind of at its peak, it's not always the best idea to buy it, but you know, maybe you love Apple. Maybe you want to pick up a couple shares. You know, it just seems like they it, it just keeps going higher and higher and higher. So maybe the sky actually is the limit. But you know, there's been all these news reports that have come out about the iPhone being a thousand dollars, and it's not quite a thousand dollars, but it's certainly super close to a thousand dollars. And look, I'm just going to kind of play bad cop right here. You know, if you're looking at your savings account and you've got less than one month of expenses saved in your savings account, I'm going to I'm going to be not a good friend right now and I'm going to tell you do not go out and get the new iPhone 8. You know, do yourself a favor, save some cash for yourself for emergencies before you go out and start buying gadgets like this. Because what they do now, um, I actually just bought a new phone last year and I was so pissed off at the experience because, uh, you know, you go in to buy the phone and now, you know, if you don't want to give them a wad of cash up front, you've got to do this, this crazy payment plan. And they basically lock you into a forever payment plan now. Um, I have AT&T coverage. I know that a lot of the other carriers are doing the exact same thing. You pay a monthly fee. Well, if you're a financial planner like myself, you do the math on it and you figure out that you're probably way overpaying for the price of the phone um, and they've got you trapped forever and ever because what's going to happen then when you know, you're know you done with that payment plan, you're going to want to get the new phone. And of course, they've got all these things about, well, you you, know, you can upgrade to the new phone and it's only going to cost you this much. And you know, it's, it's just like... It's beauty watching them sort of explain consumerism, you know, and all, all I can see is just, you know, all the dollar signs keep adding up. Every time we go shopping for, you know, a device like this, Jeff just looks at me and kind of laughs because he knows like all of the crazy calculations and different things that are going on in my head. But at the end of the day, we need a new phones and, you know, I just wasn't going to hand them 1400 bucks for brand new phones. It just did not seem reasonable for me to do that right at that particular time. Um, so anyway, the moral of the story is, is I know all these things are big and flashy and exciting and we all want the new gadget. I'm right there with you. I always want the new gadget. I always want the new thing, but you know, I really want you to just take a look at your own finances. Where are you before you go out and purchase something like this? And, you know, this doesn't just have to be for the iPhone. This can be for absolutely anything that that you want to buy. Um, for instance, I just paid off my really expensive car that I thought in my early, early 30s, I absolutely had to have this car. And now I'm looking at how much money I actually paid for this car. And really, it just, it makes me, I don't even know the word. (laughs) It's 
probably not a good word. It's probably a very, very bad word. It makes me very upset, you know? And so now I'm thinking about, okay, well, I'm probably going to get a new car in the next year. And because um, my car still has some value, I can actually sell it and make some cash off of it, which is rare. And um, so I, I'm, I'm completely going back to like, what was the car that I wanted in my early 20s? Like, that's the kind of car I want now, you know? And so I guess with time, you always gain a little bit of perspective on these things. And sometimes you don't, you just want the big flashy thing. And that's all right, as long as you have some of your foundational things in check, right? And and having some sort of savings account, some sort of oh crap fund where you have some money saved is such a big deal. Not only if not only if some emergency comes up, right? But but what's happening now? I mean, there's so many of you listening to this podcast, I know because you've written into me, that have lost jobs, like jobs that you did not think you were gonna lose, right? Jobs that you worked maybe five, 10 years for where you thought this job is always going to be there. And then just one day you walked into work and the job was gone. And so I think ever, I mean, ever more than today, we need to have these kind of safeties in in place because you just never know what's going to come at you. But look, if you get the new iPhone 8, do me a favor, send me a picture of it. Send me a picture of you with your phone and let me know if it really is as amazing as they're saying. Because I don't know, I mean, like, how much more amazing can a phone get than what is already out there? I don't know. It baffles me. All right. So let's move on to our next favorite topic of the week, which is the Equifax breach. If you checked out the podcast a couple of days ago this week, I talked to Matt from creditcars.com, their senior industry analyst, about you know what in the world are we supposed to think about this hack? And he had some really great tips, and I shared some other tips with you. Um, in recent news, Equifax has just graciously decided to drop their fees that they were charging for credit freezes, which is really nice of them, right? After they expose all of our identities, then suddenly they're really willing to waive the uh, $10 fee that they were going to charge for for us to have a credit freeze. So thank you very much to Equifax, right? But but no thank you. Um, so again, just another reminder, I feel like I can't say this enough, that you know, stay on top of your credit. It doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen to you. It doesn't mean that um, you're not going to be a victim of, of identity theft. I hate to to be the bearer of bad news, but you know, it's just happening more and more and it can happen anywhere. It can happen again with the IRS. It can happen with, you know, target. It can happen with something as big as Equifax, which is one of the three large credit bureaus. So, um, you know, I just, I wish there was a solution. Honestly, I talked to a lot of people before I did the Equifax podcast and I thought, gosh, somebody has to have a really good solution. And and everybody was giving me the, the exact same advice, which is just the advice that I know. It's, it's, um, it's just a really tricky thing and it's not going to get any better, unfortunately. So if you didn't check out that podcast, go back and check it out. Even if you don't seem to care anything about your credit score, it's still something that's really important. And um, I urge you to kind of stay on top of it. Okay, next, there was an awesome article that I read on CNN Money. Um, I love it. It's so millennial. It says, it's not avocado toast. Uh, It's actually harder for millennials to save money than any other generation. I don't know what it is about avocado toast, you know? Suddenly, lately, I think everybody's calling millennials the avocado toast generation. Like, we invented avocado toast. 
I will say I love avocado toast. I'm a big fan of avocado toast. I've kind of perfected the avocado toast. You know, first you got to put like a layer of butter down and then you don't just slice the avocado. You got to actually mash it up. And one of my favorite combinations is put it like a little sea salt and then a little um, cayenne pepper. I like anything spicy on my avocado toast. It is scrumptious. But you're not listening to this podcast for an avocado toast recipe. Just wanted to share that with you. Um, so yeah, it, it is harder for millennials to save money. And this is something that I, you know, I've really thought like, are these articles correct? Like, is this, is this really what's happening? Or are we just projecting this? You know, millennials are the largest generation. So are we just kind of projecting all of these things? And, you know, there's some really compelling arguments in this article. You know, one of course is the cost of education. That's no surprise to any of us. Uh, tuition has tripled over the past four decades, tripled. There aren't many things that have tripled in price, really. I mean, it is far outseeding inflation. It is growing so fast. Um, and then the stat they have in 2016, seven out of 10 graduates had loans to pay and left college with an average of $37,172 in debt. <sighs> That's depressing. It depresses me. It's um, it's really depressing. I teach at a university in Los Angeles, and a lot of the students have student loans. And you know, um, the cost of that university is a is a bit lower than some of the other universities. So, you know, they might have a little less than that average, but still, it's a big deal. It's a big deal when you're twenty, twenty one, twenty two, rolling out of college, and you've got north of twenty thousand dollars in debt. I mean, it just it's going to take you a while to pay off because it's not just $20,000 in debt, right? Or $30,000, whatever that number is. You've got interest charges on that. So, you know, your $20,000 could turn into $30,000 or more, depending on the interest rate. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talking money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. 
Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress toward your financial goals, 
and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. It's just a lot of money to pay off. So another thing they cite in this article is stagnant wages that are impacting millennials. Hourly wages have grown only by 9% over the past three decades. Wow, that is incredible. Hourly wages have grown only 9%. I know a lot of my friends that work for big companies where they used to get, you know, really good raises each year are barely getting a 3% cost of living increase, barely each year, you know? So um, I, I, I don't know quite what's going on out there. I think there's just a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, crap that, um, you know, corporate owners have to deal with. There's a lot of rules and regulations. There's a lot of fees that they got to pay. I know in California, it is so expensive to run a business, even a small business. My gosh, it will break you if you're not making profits. Um, so that's definitely one thing. Another thing is that home prices are rising faster than wages. So, you know, that's why a lot of us are renting because, the cost to buy a house in a lot of the bigger cities is far outpacing what we're making. And if what we're making is not increasing, then, you know, we're really at a disadvantage when we go to buy a house. And so a lot of millennials are delaying all of these life goals, like delaying getting married, delaying having kids, delaying buying a house, delaying all these goals just because, yeah, it's hard to save money, right? Um, we don't have pensions anymore, right? Baby boomers used to have pensions. We don't have that anymore. We've got to save in our own 401ks. And, you know, the reality is, especially younger millennials, probably the last thing you want to do is put money in your retirement plan. What you want to do is take that money and go, you know, buy yourself a new iPhone 8, right? But, um, you know, I, the stats are staggering that even if you started really young and put in a small amount of money, you know, what it could grow to in 10, 15, 20, 30 years, which just it would literally blow your mind. While we're talking about retirement uh, and talking about retirement savings, I get asked this question all the time. So there's a, um, a popular kind of gauge that uh, you read a lot in articles. Planners talk about this too. You know, how much of your your portfolio, your investment portfolio, your retirement portfolio should be in stocks? And this is just a tiny little benchmark. Again, it's not one size fits all, but a cool little trick is take your age minus 120 
And that's actually the amount in your portfolio that is suggested to be in stocks. Now, with an asterisk mark, it totally depends because you might be somebody who is totally risk adverse. You don't want any risk, right? So that might not be appropriate to you. You might be somebody who wants to be super risky. So that number might be, be off for you too, but it's just a little gauge, right? So people younger than 35 are the only, only age group with a negative savings rate, which means, of course, spending more than savings, right? So, uh, you know, there's so many, there's so many ways to, to counteract this, but, you know, I, I talk about this all the time and in fact, I just taught about this like three times this week. And so it's really kind of top of mind for me. But when I talk about getting down and dirty with your numbers, really knowing where you're spending your money, what you're spending your money on, every single penny that you spend your money on, it should have a job. It should be going somewhere. And you should know where it's going. Really, it's the only way to put you in the driver's seat to your finances. You don't have to make more money. You don't have to win the lottery. You don't have to, you know, rob a bank or, or do anything like that, right? Please don't rob a bank. Please, please, please don't rob a bank. Don't, don't do anything like that. I was just using an analogy. <laughs> um, the point is you don't, you don't have to, to, to make any more money or to come into a windfall. You just have to be more responsible with what you got right now and, you know, getting down and dirty with your numbers Again, it gives you control over your spending, gives you control over where that money is going. And so you can start to redirect some of it so that it can go towards all those awesome goals that you really want to achieve, right? So um, let's be good savers. Let's blow this article out of the water, right? Let's show them that, that uh, we can be amazing savers. We can be better than any generation before us. Okay. Last article, um, I love this. It was written by a fellow CFP -er. um, Pumpkin spice latte or black coffee? Your Starbucks order may reveal basic truths about how you spend money. I think this is this is so cute. It's a great article. You know, I think anything that um, gets people's attention, and certainly Starbucks tends to get people's attention, just like avocado toast, right? What are what are they trying to say about us millennials? Um, anyway, so she uh, said that she learned some lessons over the years from asking clients what they order from Starbucks, and that helped decipher how good they were at saving money or spending money. Right? Can you be good at spending money? I think I, I think I'm good at spending money. How about you? Are you good at spending money? I think I might win the award there. So I love these. Right. Number one, if you prefer a basic drink like a venti coffee or green tea or even a tall cappuccino, you're probably not a big spender in other areas. Number two, if you order a more elaborate drink like a venti pumpkin spice latte or grande iced skinny hazelnut macchiato with sugar-free syrup and light ice, wow, that's a tongue twister, then I'll brace myself for a conversation about budgeting and scaling back. Number three, if you respond by telling me how much you hate Starbucks and only drink premium espresso from my pricey independent cafe, then I'll expect to have a frank discussion about maxing out your retirement accounts because your disposable income may be higher than it actually should be. So I don't know where you fall on that spectrum. Um, I actually don't drink coffee. <laughs> I'm probably one of the only, you know, 10 people in the world that don't drink coffee and I married another person that doesn't drink coffee, so now we're 
one of the two of the 10 people in the United States who don't drink coffee. I do drink green tea, so maybe I fall into number one, not a big spender in other areas. Some might argue different than than that. <laughs> but where do you fall in there? You know, if, if anything, this just brings fun to thinking about spending your money and saving your money. And, um, you know, it really, I think, makes you think about how you think, act, and feel about your money, which is really the whole goal about this podcast is to get you to really evaluate why you do certain things, why you make certain decisions, why you think certain ways about your money. All right. So that was this week in money news. Uh, I will have links in the show notes to the different things that I talked about. Again, the Equic Facts thing is super serious. I know we're talking about some fun topics here towards the end of the podcast. It is serious. Do what you can. Guard yourself the best you can. You're never going to be 100% proof. Um, It's just the unfortunate reality of the world we live in now. But I'm going to do my very best to do what I can to bring you lots of tips to keep bringing you lots of solutions, lots of opinions, lots of ideas um, so that we can hopefully be in the best position that we can possibly be in with this stuff. All right. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, share it with your friends. 